1: do you like beer do you like free how about you guessed it free beer as a valued listener we'd like to bestow upon you just that thanks to our good pals at beer52.com you have the opportunity to sip eight delicious and painstakingly sourced craft beers from around the world all you need to do is go to www.beer52.com slash arsenal and cover just the postage of £4.95. And, as if that wasn't enough, as a listener of the Footballistically Arsenal podcast, you get two extra free beers. So that's ten free beers. Beer 52, in case you didn't know, are beer pioneers. They traverse the globe to find the best and most interesting beers from the greatest small batch breweries planet Earth has to offer. No surprise, then, that they're the world's most popular craft beer discovery club. Each month, Beer 52 deliver a case with a different theme. Themes have included Germany, Korea, Belgium, South Africa, California, New Zealand, and more but they haven't forgotten their roots. As an independent UK company, Beer 52 are also passionate about the UK craft beer scene. The beauty of Beer 52 is that you can leave any time, the power is in your hands. As well as the best, most interesting beer money can buy, your case will include the award-winning craft beer magazine, Ferment, which explains the theme and individual beers you'll receive, and a beery snack is thrown in just to top it all off. Don't like dark beers? Choose the light plan. It's easy. So just go to www.beer52.com slash Arsenal to get your case free. And don't forget, right now, the Footballistically Arsenal podcast listeners get two extra free beers. Yes, they do. Hello, and welcome to Footballistically Arsenal. Yes, we're still going throughout the virus we're not letting it stop us. We are now remotely podcasting with me, Boyd Hilton, and Josh Landy. Hi, Josh. Hi, uh, how are you? I'm good, thanks. Um, and following on from last week when we had legendary Arsenal Supporting Broadcaster Mark Pugatch, this week we've got legendary Arsenal Supporting Broadcaster Dermot O'Leary.
2: Damn. Hey, boys. Hey. How's it going? Going well,
1: yeah. Considering, yeah.
2: Yeah, I know it's kind of odd, right? Are you all from? Where are you right now? Are You all each other's? Are you sort of housebound?
1: Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm locked in at home in SE1. Josh, you locked in?
0: Very much locked in in N20. You going to give us your full postcode, there, boys, or just uh, just start? <laughs> no, I mean <laughs> nearly. <laughs> Uh, I always
2: envisage. Do you ever think about well, the, the kind of place Boyd lives? Because in my head, it's always a kind of warehousey, uh, a kind of a open plan number, something like the lawyers would live in, <laughs> in this life. Remember? This oh boy? yeah, yeah,
1: absolutely. I've based my whole life on this life, yeah. <laughs> you know that. Yeah. Yeah. I literally live in that i think I did send you a photo once, yeah, but it's literally like that, yeah yeah it's well, um, you,
2: can, but I know it's just a strictly um a football uh, uh, I guess specifically after but I know we, you know we've we there's quite a lot going on right now um are you I mean, obviously you watch t v all the time is there can we talk a little bit about what you're watching to get through this
1: yeah, of course, yeah. I mean, we've to talk about football. We do all. another
2: yeah. like two or three <laughs> podcasts that do that anyway. But, <laughs> yeah. but I'm watching. Um, I'm watching a yeah, TV show. Me and my wife have just finished watching a TV show. It's a Danish TV show called, the, which is probably not the most opportune time to watch it because uh, because of what's going on literally outside. But it's called The Rain, uh, which is kind yes. of a, based around a virus that's that's kind of contained in the rain. Have you seen it? It's really good.
1: Yeah, on Netflix. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah ha- have you Have you watched both series? Yeah,
2: yeah. That's oh. my That's my sort of dermot... Thumbs up, uh, yeah. TikTok tip of the week. Uh, to, so, I, you know, I think uh, I really enjoyed it. I also, um, I, I, you know, me and you, I think years ago, when, when the matches are quite boring, we end up talking about TV quite a lot while we're also watching them. And, yeah. um, you know, I know that a game's not going well when I turn to you and go, what have you seen lately? <laughs> um, and, uh, which, you know, over the last few years we've probably done quite often. And um, what else was I? Uh, and you said to me, Unforgiven. No. Yes. Unforgotten. Unforgotten. With, yeah. Um, yeah we've been on to the first series of that in like two days. That's really good. Yeah, it's brilliant. Yeah, with um, Sanjeev Vaskar. Yeah.
1: And Nicola Walker. Yeah. 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 It's great. Funny. Yeah. It's one of the most underrated crime dramas, I think, for years. Yeah. And they've got two more series to go. What a joy.
2: Oh, yeah. Brilliant.
1: Fantastic. So,
2: yeah, um, sorry, that's me, I'm done.
1: Excellent. No, well, fair enough. We should explain it because we 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 do. Um, I mean, as I'm sure most listeners of the podcast know, we, we we sit together at football. The big news of the day, of course, Derma, I don't know if you yeah. got it. Got the email from Arsenal. They're delaying oh. club level renewals. Oh
2: no! I really don't yeah.
1: mind. Well, there you You're go. Never gonna <laughs> get that I, that I know. I know. I'm like thank God I haven't paid it because I can't afford it right now. I have to say. I mean, that's a lot of money to in one go. Yeah. So I was quite relieved. Yeah. About.
2: Thanks. There was a strange thing today where, where where I was I was sorry guy, I didn't mean to up uh, the conversation, but I was watching so I guess just I know you've got an agenda and stuff that you, uh, you wanna talk about. But um the players are supposed to out training today. Yes. That's insane. I know.
1: <laughs> no. Yeah, that was the other big news of the day. Yeah, they asked and said, don't bother coming in. Yeah, because obviously <laughs> that would be madness. Yeah. But
2: every, every other Premier League club just went, yeah, everyone's <laughs> training from home. And Arsenal went, yeah, they're coming back on Tuesday. Like, <laughs> no. are you mad? I
1: know. Well, I guess it's all down to us, isn't it? It's all down to Mikel Arteta um, being tested positive. Is he patient zero? <laughs> I think he's pretty much, in the football world, <laughs> I regard him as patient <laughs> oh, wow. zero. Is that accurate, Josh? I don't know, I don't know if that's actually the facts, but there, there we go.
0: Well, we, we had the situation, didn't we, with the uh, owner of Olympiacos? Wasn't he really the uh, the one that kicked it all off? There was the fear that oh, yeah. the Arsenal players might have got something from eating him. Um, and so it proved. But it has been interesting, the clubs, different clubs, did take different approaches over the last two weeks. You we had a situation where, for example, um, West Ham did have their players in Doing non contact training, so doing drills, keeping two metre distance, but they did have some of their players in. Whereas, you know, Brighton, for example, you know, the players had a meeting, they took a view that some of us might have elderly relatives, some of us have got family in areas very badly affected around Europe. Just we're all going to go home and and not be in for the foreseeable. So different clubs have taken different approaches, but I think Mm. now it's changed. Now everyone is home. Yeah. Yeah. And we remember
1: last week when we, when we, when we were with Mark Pugach, we talked about how, um, at that point exactly a week ago, it was up in the air what the premier league was going to do and what, and then, now they, then they announced subsequently that they were definitely going to finish this series at whatever point it happened. So, I mean, it could literally go on until, you know, halfway through next series, we could still be playing the 10 games or whatever.
0: It's not a series boy. It's not a TV show. <laughs> <laughs> Everything's a series. Josh. But did you see what the, they actually came out with only in about the last 10, 15 minutes? I think one of the uh, senior figures at the PFA saying that increasingly players are going to be accepting that these games, if they are to be done, are going to involve being played behind closed doors. And I, and I can't help but feel that is a likely reality, which is going to be a world of you know yeah. pain. And maybe it's playing into why Arsenal are not going to be you know wanting season ticket money for next year. Maybe it's going to be that we end up with some of the season ticket money from the end of this year going against next year's or what it could be. But that sort of makes sense to me, that if you could get all the players in a confined environment where they're clearly all not tested positive, mm. I guess they they could have a game of some sort, potentially.
1: Yeah, of course, yeah. Yeah, they could do that, couldn't they, Dem? You'd watch, you'd watch. I heard the rumour that they were going to have the Premier League, that Sky and BT were going to encourage them to have, like, staggered kickoffs so for whenever the, the, the season resumes. And we'll watch these games behind closed doors, like, day in, day out on TV, because we haven't got anything else to do.
2: Yeah, look, I think so long as it's... So long as when it's deemed safe to do so, I think it's kind of the logical next step. Because if you think every... like Boyd, you know this, working in television, every... Production that I know has been cancelled, so there's nothing being made. So there's yeah. hard, I mean, the, the, the fact they got takeaway on air on Saturday is a miracle. It did so well; it was a brilliant show. But that's that is very much the exception to the rule. So you know, and I'm doing radio, and and it's incredibly stringent how we go about making radio, and, the, and rightly so. I mean, you know, yeah. yeah. So all our guests are on the phone. We, you know, we, the, the the studios kind of um, cleaned all the time and so forth. You, you and you make sure that you know you, you don't get. You know, you you keep a broom apart two meters apart from everyone. But in terms of football, I think if as and when they can work it out, so that so whether the players, um, uh, whether they can make sure the players aren't carrying or uh have got over their illness, and then they can, and maybe they even need to go to a neutral country. I know that might sound ridiculous, but you know how sometimes they take the cricket to Dubai or something, yeah, actually finish those games. In a in a almost a sterile environment, I think kind of uh, that's genuinely the only way I can see it happening. And, and and for it to, I mean, it's going to be delayed whatever happens. And rightly, but that's kind of the only way I can see it responsibly the, the season responsibly finishing.
1: Yeah, that's a good point actually. Yeah, because because obviously, yeah, the stadiums. I mean, I guess they they can deep clean all the stadiums, and they can they could test everyone involved, can't they? I mean. Or at the moment, then we're not. They're supposed to be making sure the testing is done for people who really need it. But presumably, in a few weeks' time, at some point, hopefully, they'll be able to use test kits, and there's privately available test kits, aren't there? So presumably, they could test everyone.
0: Yeah. But
1: yeah, it's a whole weird. By the way, let me just say when you're talking about TV production shutting down. I literally this very afternoon got an email from a production company asking me to do a Talking Heads interview for some Channel Five clip show about <laughs> talent shows to go into town and film it. I was like, "This can't be right. You can't be paying attention
2: to the news." You're know danger money for that, boy. I know. But, um, also, I do think there's something in in and like I said, as and when. Um, the situation uh, and the environment is safe to do so, uh, categorically 100% safe to do so. I think the the idea that people watching t- uh, football on TV, live TV, TV on football, uh, football on telly, will be such a, a kind of morale boost and a yes. for, the, for the country. Yeah. Um, and so long as it's, you know, people aren't dicked over and, it, and it, they, they do it the right way and whether they make it free to air or something, I just think it could be a really positive thing for the country.
1: Yeah, I agree. Massively, massively. Yeah. Are you, are you, have you been watching like, you know, did you watch the match of the day substitute show on Saturday with where they did like a top 10 countdown it was basically a, a, a kind of podcast put out on tv with oh
2: no i didn't
1: oh uh, Did yeah it? it was quite good yeah it was quite gary lineker and alan sherney and Ian Wright talking about their favorite captains the top 10 it was kind of like oh, it was brilliant. quite yeah it was good it was pretty good there's been showing lots of old there's been lots of old t- uh, matches on on uh bbc player and stuff so are you but, but are you missing obviously there are more important things happening in the world but have you been missing football Damn it
2: yeah I have actually I don't I'm not particularly someone that would watch archived games I like kind of I, I like it like I love obviously the 1989 documentary and, and so I like like I like it if it's a big kind of feature length thing or yeah. it's a doc, I remember the Wimbledon documentary I really liked as well so I, I'd watch it in that context but I wouldn't rewatch a game I don't think but apart from the 2-0 against Liverpool which I, I sort of watch every night yeah. yeah um other than that, but yeah, I'm all for I'm all for kind of a like like sometimes when you're going through Sky and, and they'll just show you know, there some sort of Crystal Palace, Brighton game from 1989. <laughs> oh my god! But, um, yeah. Do you know what I mean? But, yeah. Um, but I like kind of like that they were doing like a kind of great moments of the FA Cup that was uh, that someone that the BBC had on the other day, and I watched that for about half an hour. Really enjoyed it.
1: Yeah, yeah. It would be amazing if they if they showed the whole of the. 1989 Arsenal game wouldn't it on yeah. like because they show a lot of it in that documentary but to see the whole thing from beginning to end that would be incredible
0: right, really. right, <laughs> what, what you'd want to see is some of the current pundits watching that game back and then doing some kind of uh some kind of analysis even even if it was on the radio only or something i know it's difficult i mean to do any productions at the moment you
2: know i did the the, you know the london football awards a couple of weeks ago which was a a difficult night yeah we're all there yeah but the 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 one part of it that i really enjoyed the, the the one clip they did was when they were when they were playing old i think bob came up like bob uh came up and did this lovely bob Wilson came up and did this wonderful kind of it's 40 years since we won the fairs cup and it's, you know, 40 years, whatever it was like, um, they talked about the, 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 the Trevor booking final and so forth. But that is, but that was, I mean, that was all sort of by the by, but this lovely moment where old legends were sat down with kind of current players and, uh, they were just watching highlights and actually it was a, you know, was a, they only did it in, in, kind of clip form, but it was really mm. lovely because the kind of players today are obviously just horrified <laughs> the <laughs> challenges and, uh, yeah, I think someone sat down with, uh, with Fabianski and they were looking at it, and it might have been Bob, and, and Fabianski said something like, was it legal then to treat the goalkeeper like that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'd love to see that. Yeah, yeah, that was great. That was brilliant, yeah. Um,
1: yeah a bit night. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You were great, then You coached you oh, very well in, in, shall we say, it, trying circumstances. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, you,
0: you were fantastic in uh the- I, I was trying to think. Did Arsenal any Arsenal representatives win an award? Uh, no, don't think so.
1: No, no, no. Um, no. Bamingham was nominated for Player of the Year, and um, Leno was nominated for goalkeeper, wasn't he? And yeah, yeah. and and uh, uh, young all, player Martinelli, young player, but they didn't win. Yeah,
0: no. It's, it's almost, almost like it. we've had a mid. At
2: a very strange. um is what it must have been a couple of weeks ago now. Yeah, it was when when you were still allowed to sort of kind of be outside, and I was yeah. training in the park, and I, I, I was sort of doing, because I, I did a half marathon a couple of weeks ago, and it was touch and go, me and my sister weren't entirely sure whether we should do it or not, but it was before the kind of, the, 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 the mass kind of um, social distancing
1: yeah.
2: uh, kind of diktat came down. So we were, and it was right, you know, it was the bath half, and it was, it was only, God, it was only just over a week ago, and it, it was very wow. responsibly run, you know, it seems mm. like a month away now. Anyway, so I was doing a training run in Regent's Park, and um, and I saw, I was kind of, kind of coming around the corner and I saw these guys all in the same tracksuits. And I just thought, okay, it's either a rugby team or I thought it might be Wales, because um, uh, it was the same day as the rugby. And then I got closer and it was West Ham going for like a, that kind of morning walk before. Oh, we amazing. <laughs>
0: That's
2: great. And, and I know, it's so weird. So I sort of bumped into and then sort of, sort of ended up sort of like, Chatting to them, so I saw Mark Noble and um, Kevin Nolan and Fabianski. Was they were really sweet? They were really lovely.
1: That's brilliant. Oh, God, that's, yeah. that's a good. That's a good bump into.
2: Yeah, because go on. Oh no, sorry, that's it.
1: Oh, it was Have you ever met? I thought, yeah. <laughs> I once saw. This is my. I once. I was walking down um, the King's Road, and it was um, the day before we were playing Chelsea, and and I was walking up. Like, there was um, Arsene Wenger um walking towards me um with pat rice and i was like what well, this is this is unbelievable they seem to have come to chelsea a day before the game for some reason and just checking out the local area <laughs> <laughs> that's great yeah it was weird now then you of course one of the things you do you've been doing every year for a while is soccer aid which presumably yeah. it can't happen has anything happened
2: uh, yeah. i haven't heard yet as right. of, like, as of last week, it was it was still on, but I mean, I I mean, it's supposed to be the sixth of June, so I mean, I, I don't know, but but I would very much doubt it if it if it goes ahead. But I mean, must that be-
0: is one I, that one, boys, you can't do with without a crowd. That is all about having people yeah. having people there. So but it's, I mean, and it's gone every year now, hasn't it? It used to be every two years, did it? But it, it's every year now.
2: Yeah, absolutely, it's yearly now, and 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 you know, I, kind of. Quite often with with those things, I think you can, you can bleed them dry a little bit and actually it's quite difficult to book something like that once a year. But actually with Soccer Aid, it isn't. It's, it, it stands, it can stand alone, stand quite easily. It's a good, you know, it's a, you, people kind of queuing up to do it, ex-pros and and celebs. So, um, yeah, we have no problem booking it. But it's just obviously it's supposed to be in Old Trafford on the 6th of June. So I haven't heard anything yet, but I think it'd be a miracle if it goes ahead. mm
1: who, who? Which Arsenal players have you met through that? Have you, have you, have you met any old ones who take part I, in it?
2: God bless him. Seaman comes every year. Yeah, of course. Like Still, like turns out, still does a great job. Um, but Seaman's key, Owen played. No, but Martin, he hasn't. He hasn't played when I've been there. Uh, that's pretty much it, actually. No. Oh, well, going back to the London Football Awards, <laughs> met George. Met George Graham. I mean, that's yes. Sad. That was the, that's the highlight of the night wasn't
1: it yeah absolutely yeah and yeah i was i was incredibly excited to meet george graham as well yeah
2: did you, you chat remember? to him as well a little bit he's just a class act isn't he
0: yeah yeah, 100%, boy, yeah. Boy, i've never seen you so excited to, I was, yeah. to take a photograph for
1: you <laughs> yeah that's right yeah of course josh took the photo
0: of, of, of me with george graham yeah it was yeah. incredible but yeah, oh. with Frank um, as well. Um, yeah, Frank McClintock, who's a proper Arsenal legend. Yeah, you decided to crop him out. For <laughs> photo. Shut up. You didn't, I did, I did. I tell you why, <laughs> <laughs> because
1: I tell you why, because he looked weird. Just the photo looked really weird with, with... Frank McClintock in it. So I still have got the original. Don't worry. But in the one I posted, it just looked really odd. Yeah. So I, and yeah, so I, I did crop him out. Literally, all the service for that man. <laughs> I know. I, know. Yeah, I felt part. bad. I, I am ashamed of myself. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, well, we'll talk more about um, your Arsenal fandom, Derma, and you know some of your favourite memories. And hang on, what, what, what?
2: This is not like a pro, this isn't the Pugats thing, is it? What do you mean? Are you sort of? Look, I'm just. I'm one of the guys. What are you doing? Why are, are, you, are you actually interviewing me? That's what yeah, well, I thought we'd we thought we'd, oh, I thought we'd talk through some of your yeah some you
1: know in tech, just a reminder and I mean you know, we we can we can carry on chain just change shit for for sure <laughs> um, but the same you know we thought we'd talk about some of the great moments as well some of your fa- or more some of your favourite players who yeah who get to style who you've met as well that's okay, you yeah know, yeah yeah um, well, first we'll have this this little break and we'll come back after this.
2: Cooler Kings are made in limited
1: numbers, yet highly affordable. Check them out now on the web at cooler.bike or find them on Instagram with hashtag coolerKingBike. Cooler.bike. E-bikes that are cool AF And
2: we're
1: back from the break. Yes, yes, we should we we should talk about but we should you talk, talk about the-beer the fa-
2: advert then?
1: The beer advert, I think, will be slotted in, yeah, hopefully.
2: Well, yeah. I love, my favourite thing about the beer advert is uh, people listening have no comprehension. Well, they might do because because um, <laughs> of the way you deliver it, but you're the, the least beery person I think I I've ever met in my entire life.
1: I know, I yeah. I've
2: like you run away from beer before.
1: I do, you're right mostly, but I, you know what? I do quite like the, the Camden lager at yeah. half-time, yeah. In the, in the Emirates, yeah. It's been so one that, of the
2: signings I, of the year that
1: that was a big moment. Yeah, that was a big development. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I do quite like that. To be, all I right, am not. I like am not.
2: Josh, do you, you, you? Are you sort of a big fan of, of that? Is that sort of the Arsenal? The, the kind of proper Londonization of? I mean, I know they're owned by Budweiser, but you know, do, do, uh, that, are you a Camden ale guy?
0: I'm happy to to see them in the stadium. Obviously, it's not free for us downstairs. Us smoke, so. We have to uh, part, with, part with our cash before the game. But I think they do have a real challenge on their hands. If you look at what Spurs have done with having the biggest bar in Europe, they've got a 65-metre-long bar with those pints being filled up from the bottom, and it takes five seconds. And they have done incredibly at getting people in the ground, get, which gets better atmosphere ahead yep. of the games yep. and also means a hell of a lot more revenue for the club. Yep. I think Arsenal will be interesting next year how they can respond to, to, to try and do further on that but certainly bringing in a, a brand like Hamden has been hugely popular but I to be honest I don't go to the ground my, my absolute perfect thing is getting into the ground 5 minutes before kick off in my seat 2 minutes before kick off and just being in one of the local restaurants So isn't that um, terrible Because I, 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 we're pretty much the same in fact
2: our ideal is, is getting to the ground 5 minutes after kick off <laughs> <laughs> yeah not the idea, but that invariably is what happens. But no, I read, I read somewhere. I mean, I don't think we're alone in this. I read somewhere that Tottenham's like day day take dwarfs even Manchester United. So I don't quite know what the figures are, but they've done such a great job there. But but you know what? If you gave me a clean slate for, to do for Arsenal catering, we obviously know who we're getting. Who we're getting. Yeah, down. we do not need to go too far down that rabbit hole. But then. For me, I, I sort of use Camden, use the Camden Ale as an example. And Camden Ale, I think, got taken over by Budweiser. So, of course, there's like a, an element of a the multinational there. But that's fine. But it's more the fact that it feels very London, it feels very Arsenal, and it's still made in London, blah, blah, blah. But what, So what you do is extrapolate that for the catering. So, like, ask Pizza Pilgrims or someone like that, to so different pizza companies to pitch mm. for... A pizza concession. Ask ask different fish and, like London fish and chip companies to pitch. Yeah, it's more complicated, but make it more authentic. And then try and you know you, try, you, you you create the atmosphere where you want to get and make sure you don't charge people a fortune. So make sure they've got a cap on what they can charge. And then you you've got a half decent shot of getting people in um, in the ground early and let them stay afterwards. Oh, Odd. I mean, you know, you could you could you should be staying. People should be staying for like an hour afterwards to dissect the game.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That the, and the dirty beats slab burger that the, uh, the vegan offering, I'm afraid, is not going to be enough to keep me.
2: <laughs> well, half of it's cost as well, isn't it, boy? Because it's ridiculous. Yeah. The amount of money they charge for for food is is a nonsense. When you know that you can get, I mean, part of me actually I don't mind because I like supporting local restaurants. So part of me loves the fact we go to yield its beforehand because well that pub on um, on Liverpool Road we've been going to for, for the Sunday games because it's, it's nice to support local businesses and you know you're getting something unique. But the, the club should take that as inspiration and go rather than this kind of identical catering. Just get something properly unique in there.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, completely. Yeah, I mean, I mean, maybe you yeah, know, maybe they'll, maybe maybe they'll learn a lesson, and yeah, for the, maybe the Camden yeah, thing is the future. We, can,
0: can I come in here, Boyd? Because yes. um, I was, don't know, Boyd said that this was going to be a little bit of going through your thoughts and processes, which you know, no comment on if he wants to do that. I'm not going to argue with Boyd. He's the main yeah. man here for for nine or ten years. But what, in my little bit of research, I did on you for this podcast was it's claimed there is a biography of you that I don't know if you've ever read, but it claims that you once flipped burgers outside the old Wembley. Is there any truth in that? that,
2: is, that which, is that my, is that my, I've written a sort of little music kind of, mm. what's it called? Your book, your book you're looking at.
0: I it was something by a bloke called Neil Simpson. I don't oh, think it was an in any official.
2: Yeah, no, that was like a that was just some sort of like that's one. Of, that's one of those books where I'm so surprised when they said they were doing it. That's one of those books that where they essentially and boy, you must know people that do this, journalists that do this. They yeah. get commissioned to do a book and then they just cut and paste articles yes. online. Yes. So I was reading this art. It starts out with like. Uh, eight, an eight-year-old Dermot stands at Colchester Station uh, Saying to his mum Do you think I'll meet him on the way up to meet Terry Wogan And I'm reading it going None of this ever happened this is <laughs> <laughs> I,
0: I want to be totally clear I have not read the whole book I've done a little bit of a Google search um, To see what came up And, th- and this came up But is that it is, not that true? Is,
2: that is true I did flip burgers outside Wembley Stadium Yeah. Um in the in sort of the mid 90s in fact i went to i saw some great sporting events i, I went to that the league cup final where man u were nailed on for the treble and that great aston villa team of the mid of the mid 90s they were just so they they did such a great recruitment policy, didn't they? they had like Paul McGrath. I mean, I loved them because they were they were so Irish. They had Paul McGrath. They had Townsend, Stevie Staunton. I think Ray Houghton was playing for them, and and Natkinson, Atkinson, RIP. And they um and they turned over Man U. I remember that game. That was a great game. That was
0: 1994, March 94. 94 wow! yeah. Wow. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm glad that that unauthorised shoddy biography got something right, then. <laughs> That's good to know. Hey, one other thing, actually, of a football reference. I mean, we were talking about catering, so I thought it was an acceptable segue. But if we're now sticking with the biography, it also claims you used to tell your friends that David O'Leary was your uncle. Is that yeah, true? At primary
2: school, yeah. Um, no, like I mean, no one would
0: ever really believed me. But there was
2: there were no other famous O'Learys, and I've, and he's one of the reasons why I was not like. While I was an Arsenal fan, So when my parents came over in the late sixties, my dad didn't really like. He kind of liked football, but he didn't really watch it because um, my, my dad was my dad always played GAA, so always played the Gaelic games back in back in Ireland. So and, and football then was kind of banned. Like you, like I, I remember being back in Ireland, and my granddad wouldn't let me watch any English sports in the uh, in the house. So I mean, was, you know, it was pretty full on. Whereas whereas I loved. Watching and playing football and playing, watching rugby. So it was kind of that was kind of hard for me. And so when so when my parents came over, and so many of the of the 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 kind of the London Irish supported Arsenal because for two reasons. Firstly, because Holloway was and and to a degree Kilburn and Queens Park um, were Arsenal kind of territories, as it were. And secondly, they had such a huge Arsenal. So, so, you know, there's, there's a lot of Arsenal fans, a lot of the Irish lived in Holloway, a lot of Irish obviously lived in north-west London. So, um, so it made sense to follow the Arsenal. And also, um, you know, they had such a massive sort of player contingent that came from, from Ireland as well. So the spine of the team I grew up supporting was was uh, was Jennings, O'Leary, Brady, Stapleton. Yeah. right, Yeah. You know, so, so, so so you know, it was always going to be Arsenal for me.
1: I remember when we met, we met Liam Brady, didn't we? When uh, one of the games where we got to yeah. uh, hang out with the, and he, I mean, just what a gentleman. I mean, he was one of the huge, he was my favorite player for years. and, years, and I think, years,
2: also, yeah, I think also the fact that, that, that Brady uh, and Rice was, was sort of, have been part of the club for so long as well. Yeah. Um, and so kind of incremental in the club success. Going through the Wenger years in one way, shape, or form is just, um, you know, I think that's a that's that for me is kind of a real testament to their legacy. Okay.
1: Oh, completely. Yeah, absolutely. T- talking of Wenger, of course, you're also supposed to be hosting that that um, event, aren't you, with David Dean? And, and yeah, so
2: really the... looking forward to. Yeah. Oh God. But David Dean um, had this really surreal uh, sort of uh, kind of, uh, sort of courtship with David Dean about. Um, about two months ago where i just got this text from um from firstly from david dean's son darren and then um and i was really just going through a really busy time so i wasn't able to get back to him and then and then i sort of and then i got a text from ben winston saying david dean's on the phone to me Can I give me your number he won't leave me alone oh classic <laughs> so and then so I then said, of course you know so i get this lovely kind of message from david saying oh, i would love to meet and uh, and we'd love you to interview me and Arsene for this charity evening, for a, a charity that David is involved with uh, that's based around um, rehabilitation in prison through football. Um, so, of course, I said yes, but I didn't get a chance to meet him. So um, uh, Johnny, uh, my agent, went to meet him just to kind of like, you know, see what they what, what they wanted, because I just wanted to make sure that I could give it enough time uh, the prep and so forth. So, so uh, David says to Johnny, "I'll take you out for breakfast." So he meets Johnny for breakfast. Johnny's a Tottenham fan, so but well, he came back and he said, he, he, uh, "I said, what's it like?" And he said, "He's so charming." He said, even as a Tottenham fan, I was just <laughs> wow. so won, one over. It's just such a class act. And uh, and David said, uh, "He said, oh, so what was the best thing about it?" And he went, "He went, yes, a starter for breakfast." <laughs> What kind of starter? He said, he said to Johnny. Johnny, I don't know about you, but I always like to start breakfast with a with a starter. <laughs> <laughs> Johnny went. I mean, I don't think that's ever happened, but yeah, sure. I think they had some fruit and yogurt, and then went on to some eggs.
1: Yeah. Oh, amazing! That's great. I look forward to a three course breakfast. Maybe that's something <laughs> we can we can instigate. So anyway,
2: so I can't see. I don't. Yeah, know, I don't imagine that's going a while. No, I mean, been, I mean it's not been cancelled yet, but I'd almost be. I'd be certain it, it probably wouldn't go on. So, but that'll happen later on the year. i tell you what, if all goes, hopefully according to plan and, um, you know, and we're able to shift it in a few months or whenever, everywhere, everything's been cancelled and being brought back in October. October's going to be a hell of a month. <laughs> it's going to be the greatest month. Yeah. In history. Time.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Because of course the other, the other event you host quite regularly is the Arsenal foundation ball. You've done that a few times.
2: Yeah. I wasn't uh, scheduled to do that this year. Normally okay. I sort of do it every couple of years. Yeah. But, um, so, yeah but so I mean I don't think that's on either
1: no but what's that like that must be because that, that, that's the night where all the players are there and the manager and all the all the kind of big wigs in the club are there what's it like doing that and meeting it, all those people
2: and, been, that's a that's a relative. it's a warm night so it's actually quite fun you just want but those nights you obviously want to make as much money as you can for charity but you want the room just to be to kind of be not privileged and check any kind of like disinterest in at the door and actually just get on board and have fun with it mm-hmm. okay? You know? And um, and I always feel the Arsenal Foundation Board does that really well. So because it's a hard room, because it's actually I don't mean as in because of the people, the people are lovely, but it's a hard room because because it's on club level and it's on one of the restaurants in club level. So but it's really it's really narrow, but really yes. wide. Yes. So The tables are like two, one or two deep, but there's 40 of them. So there's 20 looking one way, 20 looking the other. So yeah. A possible room because people at the end just can't hear anything you're saying
1: yeah that's weird isn't it yeah yeah, yeah,
0: for for that event I'm I'm looking in 2016 when Arteta was still at the club I mean was was he one of the easiest one of the nicest he was so articulate as a player uh, you know how did he come across at the time really well
2: and you know I always feel sorry in many ways that we didn't get the best of him as a player Um, because he he's obviously an incredibly intelligent and erudite and Um, and bright manager because the players are immediately already, you know, I don't think it's been properly, truly reflected in the results yet, but just attitude and performance has been so much better, hasn't it? We all know. I think, you know, anyone can see that. And actually, that's, as a fan, half of what I want. I don't expect us to win the league this year, uh, any year. I I just want us to challenge and actually play well and, and try hard. And as a club, I want us to see I mean, you can say what you want about our owners, and we can have a you know a different chat about that. We, but but in terms of our manager and our players and our structure, I I always want to see youth coming through and given a chance and cut a little bit of slack. And I want to see youth and and you know and good buys. Laka, Uber, and and I think that so in, in many ways, I think the club is going forward in that in terms of that model, and that's a kind of that's that's kind of what I what I want to see. And on the night. He was just a really. He was exactly the sort of captain. That's why. That's what I mean. That it's a shame we never got the best of him as a player because because he, he. I think he was always. It was towards the end of his career, and he was injured, and then Mertensacker was injured, and so I don't think we ever really got um, got the best of him. Sadly, because he because actually, as a captain, you could tell on on that night. I mean, the, the, what I do remember is, you know, they did they they have a thing where um, I think we were sponsor, sponsoring a football pitch or something, and it cost you know. Um, to save the children, or UNICEF, and that they even cost like ten grand, and and he sort of gave a nod, and all the players um, were more than happy to to you know to donate you know three or four pitches per table or something. So he was very much a leader. That's what I remember.
0: Mm. Mm.
1: Were you broadly in favour of appointing him when that when that happened? Were you did you think that was a good idea, or did you think you know it was a risk and a gamble because he wasn't experienced as a manager?
2: I mean. I, to be honest, I felt, after Emery, and I felt a little sorry for Emery, but after, hello, mate. Sorry, my cat's just, um, uh, just come on the desk and he's just saying a quick hello. Hey, hello? My, oh. This is Stocks. You can't see him, but very much, uh, he's a South London boy. so I saw, Nice. Yeah, I think he's a Palace fan.
1: Oh, uh, okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> I can handle that. Um, but, but so after Emery, I just thought, you know what, let's, let's, uh, well, as soon as they gave him the job, I just thought, well, we've got to get behind him and give him a go. And he seems, you know, yeah, he doesn't have the experience, but who cares? You know, you just, gotta I, yeah. I think we just sort of wring our hands too much about this sometimes. And I think we just got to give, we just got to give these people a go. Yeah. And I think
1: since he, since he, you know, uh, it's, it's almost too much to remember. It seems so long ago now that when we are actually watching football, but you know, my vague memory of the last, his last couple of games was that things, you know, if things were turning around again. Certainly, as soon as he joined, I felt we were playing much better, and things were looking up. And then there was a bit of a dip, and then I thought he was bringing it back again. And things, I, I was, I remember being very excited the last couple of games. Um It may have been, you know, I may have been uh, remembering that through gold tinted spectacles, but well, I'm sure. Is, I,
2: I think the thing is though, boys, that there's all there's going to be a dip, and I, I think the most important thing isn't just to go. And I know you're not like this either of you, but the most important thing as a fan for me is just not to be so knee-jerk about everything. I think if you can see something systemically going wrong, then I think we've got, you know, we, then you, you, you've got kind of free reign. But I just, it drives me nuts. though. Like, we win two games, everyone thinks we're incredible. We lose two games, everyone thinks we're the pits. And we've just got to, just, just got to grab grab sort of hold of, of reality. Players are going to have bad games. Managers mm. are going to get it tactically wrong. It's like, you know, you've, you've got to give him... Two to three transfer windows and a bit of time to impose his style, um, and obviously, you know, he, he's he's not going to get a chance this season particularly. So, really, it's it's kind of what happens next year, and even then, I, you know, maybe you shouldn't judge him harshly on next year either. Maybe he needs a bit more time. It's like,
1: yeah, be, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. But and the fact that these the, the young players are coming through, so we've got an incredible bunch of young players haven't we I think you know it really, it really feels like that is a core group that can that play exciting football listen, that's going to keep I, us going
2: listen I think we've got the most exciting young young squad we've had in a very 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 long time because I think like for me whether it's Martinelli I'm, re- I'm a really big fan of Willock I actually think Maitland-Niles I'd like to see Maitland-Niles get a run in the team in, 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 in midfield uh, to see what he can do but um, yeah, you know, I think we've got some, you know, the likes of Nelson and, and Saka, obviously. I think we've got some really, really gifted kids coming through.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's going to be so interesting, isn't it? When it, when it resumes, when the, I mean, you have to resume eventually the season, what, just the whole thing is going to be so fascinating to see what, what the, what, you know, where the teams pick up from where they left off and how this whole period is just bizarre, isn't it? Just the whole. Well,
0: what what could be interesting, Boyd, is, you know, because there is an ana. You know, undoubtable advantage to playing at home. You know, part of that must be the familiarity, but also yeah. having that home home support around you. So, be interesting if there. You know, if the rest of the season is played out behind closed doors, whether home advantage plays to the same way that you might expect it to. Like for for teams, you know, who have got on paper harder games at home than away, who might think that's to their benefit. Then you never know. It's uh, yeah, it's fascinating what will happen.
1: Yeah, completely. Yeah, I, I'm intrigued by the whole thing. Um, in, in his research, uh, uh, Dermot for this, for this, I'm calling it a special, a Dermot special. Um, it uh, just dug up an interview you did with Thierry Henry in the Independent, which must have been yeah after you after because you you met him at the National TV Awards, didn't you? I remember yeah. that. And then you, had, and that, well, that must have been brilliant. What was it like? You, you kind of, you know, you've, you you've met Thierry a few times and got to know him about.
2: Yeah, he's, he's. I love him so much. Um, he's probably my favourite Arsenal player of all time. Right. Um, in the modern. I'm going to, I'm going to start cooking, is that right?
1: Yeah, excellent. Live, so you're cooking, just cooking, what are you cooking for dinner?
2: I'm going to cook and gonna do some risotto. Nice. I'll just, I'll start prepping while we're here. I'm sure we have a I'm just conscious, I need to cook my pregnant wife, so, you know. Hundreds hundred percent, that, that is your priority there. right now, yeah. <laughs> um, when yeah, so I met him when he came on the, on the National Television Award, and, um, he was just a lovely, lovely man. And then I think I think I got invited. I can't remember the game I got invited to. But um, uh, hang on, I think, am I right in thinking he would have, was that his second, was that his, it, was, it was his second time at the club, wasn't it, or not?
1: Yeah, I think so, yeah. yeah. Was it after he'd scored against Leeds? Yeah, that legendary moment,
2: yeah. Yeah, but I was away for that. I remember being away for oh. that. When did I see him? Did I see him? Because he, for me, I think he scored the... Do you know what? I'm not going to start kicking yet because um, it's nuts. Um <laughs> <laughs> That was an exciting moment, though, some live cooking. <laughs> the, he, for me, scored the, the moment that... that he he's scored the first goal that made us feel like the Emirates was home, which was yeah. the against Manchester United. Yeah. Do you remember that game? It's probably yes. one of my favourite Emirates. Yeah, course. fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and... Um, and then he was just really, he's a really funny guy, Thierry. But he has this thing where he, where sort of afterwards he was showing us around, around the stadium, which is kind of odd because it was a new stadium. And you go past the picture of, um, of Thierry just, and it would be like a close up, practically, just of him kind of like, you know, celebrating a goal or something in, in a yellow shirt. They go, remember that? You go, uh... <laughs> yeah n- not really and, uh, oh it's wicked, wigging away <laughs> jesus i don't
1: know <laughs> that's great
2: yeah.
1: yeah i've seen him doing a, a, a he did one of those things with gary neville i think and he, his memory wasn't that good on that either
2: <laughs> yeah he didn't really but the fact that he was sort of like i love the fact he was like i think it was me and dan were walking around and he said do you remember that moment and we went around it's just—it's just a picture. It's just a picture of you in an Arsenal top. How on earth am I supposed to remember what moment you're talking about?
1: <laughs> that is brilliant. So hes do he, yeah, so you brilliant. think
2: he is he your
1: favourite Arsenal player that you've met and kind of got to know and talk to? Uh,
2: yeah, I think so. I mean, I, it's just—he's probably just my favourite Arsenal player anyway. To be honest, right. yeah, um, yeah, just because. Because he because he cause he loved the club so much and he was so good <laughs> those are two things, right? Really. Yeah, he was incredible. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Well, we could probably let you start cooking now because I think you know we, we can we can wind down, can't we, Josh? Um, I think this is... it's,
0: been, it's been great. It's been uh, forty minutes of gold, I would say. <laughs> Yeah.
2: Well, thanks, lads. I just—I forgot. I didn't really know this was a kind of like have a chat with Dermot about Arsenal. I, I thought it was more. It was just like doing what we normally do. It's just. Well, there's not a lot to talk about.
1: <laughs> That's probably my fault for not making it crystal clear. But you know, obviously,
0: I, it's um, nice, just nice, just nice catching up. Well, yeah. It, yeah. I, if I can just say one thing, the only other podcast you've been on this this series or, or season, I'm slipping into your Buddhism uh, there. Th- this season was, I believe, the one you did in the back of the car on the way back, was it, from Old Trafford, when oh, there was yeah. a lot of wine flowing. Oh, yeah, we
2: were roaring on the way back of that. That was, a, that, was that was one of my favourite nights of the year, Boyd. Yeah, that was an incredible night, yeah.
1: Yeah, uh, that, that was, yeah.
2: Seven and a half hours
1: in the car back. Yeah, that was a classic... It was worth it,
2: for the, worth it for, for the great game it
1: was, though. It was, it was a class. I mean, I didn't even think it was that bad. People did think it was one of the worst you
2: know, games. I, yeah, I'm, I'm sort of, Yeah, you know, I remember when we were there, we were just thinking, what's, what's all the fuss about? That was, Yeah. I really enjoyed that game. And then, then you watch, I did watch the highlights. God, yeah, the, the, both, both those teams are so bad.
1: Yeah, it just shows, doesn't it, what it's, the difference between going to a big away game, the experience, it's okay. yeah, it's so fun, and the, as okay. opposed to the actual, actual performance. Yeah, well, yeah, I, yeah. I think it's been brilliant listening to you reminisce about some of your Arsenal favourites. And I think this should be Josh a regular where we have an Arsenal supporting legendary broadcaster every week. Next week, can we get Peston? Can we get Robert Peston on, Jenny? Nice. Um,
0: yeah, I mean, I'm hoping for Ainsley Harrier, but if we, if we can't, then, uh, then yeah. Well, Ainsley's
1: fine, yeah. But Peston, I mean, I think Peston's got the virus and he's in, or at least he's, he's definitely like holed up at home, not doing much. So I think, you know,
2: I think he'll be available. I'll this leave that one with you. This is getting a hard time from other, all those other journalists at the
1: moment. Oh, I know, I know. It's, it's, a, it's a bit much, isn't it? He's, you know, he, if he's given stories, then he has a right to run them, doesn't he? I don't, Yeah, yeah. I don't.
2: I guess, yeah. <laughs> sort of, could have hoped. <laughs> yeah. Really, certainly. Exactly. Um, hey, so, like, if you, um, what, I, boy, my favourite Arsenal memory of modern the modern era, though, is, is yes. the cup final against Chelsea. Right. Yes, that was so we fantastic, wasn't it? Yeah, was, yeah was, we were incredible. The, my ticket was on the byline, so, um, yeah. Um, so, so you, so just you could just see we were right, pretty much by the corner flag. So you could see that the, that Giroud's cross coming in and then Rambo scoring it. it was just brilliant.
1: Yeah, and that was the best. That was the best of the late Wenger period, wasn't it? Really, that well, was like also
2: because I think that, that pretty much all the other ones. Uh, I mean, Hull was just tra- traumatic um, yeah. and, you know, it wasn't enjoyable at all because we were so awful and, and Hull probably deserved to win. It yeah. felt great because, but we, but, you know, you, we knew we were going to win after about 15 minutes, didn't we? I mean, it, was, it, was just, uh, it was just so good. And um, so the Chelsea game, because we weren't expected, I love... I love winning yeah. and not being a uh, yeah. you know and it was just that was
1: just wonderful that was brilliant and I think our worst I, I, I would say was the Birmingham um, League Cup final that was just horrendous oh, that, that was, much, that was yeah.
2: awful
1: <laughs> yeah
2: <laughs> just to end that's on that's I like, slightly... genuinely thought to myself I don't think I'm ever going to see this team win anything <laughs> right yeah yeah
1: it was that was spectacularly awful yeah. yeah terrible terrible well I think you know we've milked you um, for long enough Dermot and you you got cooked cook your risotto for your for your for lovely wife D thanks mate um, and thank you so much for joining us and, th- and thank you for allowing us to talk about general Arsenal stuff as well as as well as just having a usual podcast
2: pleasure cheers pleasure yeah alright lads lovely talking to you. See you lovely
1: talking to you cheers
2: bye cheers Josh
1: a... bye. yeah pleasure well hopefully we'll be back next week with another with someone else we can grill because you to just about Arsenal
0: This is a Playback Media production. To listen to all our football podcasts, visit playbackmedia.co.uk. Sports Social Podcast Network. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party.
1: Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon.
0: Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs>